friends. Welcome to Friday, April 7th, 2023. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. It is Good Friday. And uh, if you want to know my opinion, yes, Jesus was crucified on Friday. So today, we think today, all day, really, of the suffering of Jesus. Um, and tonight, I want to invite you, 6 o'clock, Good Friday service at Emmanuel. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to explore and remember the sufferings of Jesus for us. We're going to celebrate the Lord's table at the end of the service. It's going to be a beautiful time together, a very devotional and, uh, and special time, and a very evangelistic time. So I pray and hope that you'll invite somebody. There's lots of people within your reach that are looking for a place to go for Good Friday. And a lot of hearts are seeking in today's world. And uh, most people are superstitious. They're kind of like, God, if you're there, show me. And, you know, like, let me know. And then all of a sudden you invite them to church and that's like a sign to them. Okay. So uh, speak up. Even as you're hearing this broadcast, ask the Lord to lay someone on your heart that you could reach out to. Text them, send them an email or make a quick phone call and say, hey, why don't you join us at our, me and my family for a Good Friday service at Emmanuel. I think God would be honored by that. I think he'd bless it. Well, very quickly today, and I hope you'll pray tomorrow, the extravaganza, uh, 24, 500 people, something like that, um, and lots of folks that are conducting that, Pastor Sherwin leading that, and then Sunday morning, Easter celebration, 9 and 1045 at Emmanuel, and we're just excited about celebrating uh, a resurrected Savior and His grace in our lives. Psalm 76, we read it yesterday, we're going to look at verses 1 and 2 quickly. Uh, God wants us to know him. This is the first three verses in, um, in the chapter, but let's look at it. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. Well, let's get the words and then we're going to get the history and the context and then we'll understand the significance, the profound significance of these two verses that just in a devotional reading we might fly right by. Okay, Judah is the southern kingdom of the nation of Israel. So as of this writing, the kingdom has been divided. The northern kingdom uh, is just outside of the borders, just outside of Jerusalem, maybe 30 minutes or so, and going all the way north to Dan, which today is the northern part of the nation. So that's the northern kingdom. As of this writing, they have been destroyed by the Assyrian army that has come down from the northeast, down the Fertile Crescent, uh, down the, the uh, um, Jordan River Valley towards Galilee and then into the mountains of Samaria. And they've, they've stopped right at the northern border of Judah. So they now occupy the northern kingdom. So Judah is the southern, uh, smaller kingdom. But here's the significance of the split. The kingdom split because of Rehoboam's foolishness and Solomon's idolatry as well. And, but God promised David that his throne would continue. So the northern kingdom, when they came under the rule of Jehoshaphat, uh, Jehoshaphat was insecure, did not want the people of the northern kingdom to go worship in the southern kingdom at Jerusalem where they should have. So he set up two outposts or centers of pagan worship. He set up idols, golden calves, one altar in Dan and a temple there, and one altar in Bethel, just outside of Jerusalem, and a temple there. One in the south, one in the north, so that the people in the northern kingdom could go one of two directions without crossing into Judah to go to worship at Temple Mount in Jerusalem. 
So the kingdom's been divided. The northern kingdom has apostatized. They've gone after pagan uh, idolatry, and now they've been destroyed because of it, okay? So God has preserved the southern kingdom, even though they've perverted and they've uh, gone into idolatry and they've on and off had a series of, 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 of uh, backsliding in the revival and backsliding in the revival. So, but God is preserving his presence in Judah. So when the Bible says in Judah, God is known, that's a pretty significant statement because what he's saying is I've set my presence at Temple Mount. I've, I've, I've declared this for now to be the place of worship, the expression of faith. And all the people of the earth can know me by coming here, okay? Um, so Salem, verse two, in Salem, that's Jerusalem. That's the city of Jerusalem. Also is his tabernacle, that's Temple Mount, his dwelling place. Uh, and th that's the next phrase. And his dwelling place in Zion. Zion is simply a synonym, another name, for the city of Jerusalem. So the Salem term refers to the city. Zion refers to the geography, the mountain, okay? Uh, it's also called Mount Moriah. Um, it's, it's multiple hills together, and Jerusalem is up in the hills. And so God has made his presence known. He's made a way for people to come and worship, and he's made himself accessible to humanity. This is all a foreshadowing of the gospel. The fact that one day Jesus will be the temple, he will die as the sacrifice, the lamb, and he will make the presence of God accessible to all of humanity personally by his spirit coming into us, at which point we become the temple. So all these things are pictures and foreshadowing of the, the greater fulfillment which will come in the New Testament. But the, the takeaway here is that God is pr keeping his promise he is still accessible even in dark pagan days of idolatry. And his name is great in Israel. And if you really want to understand the work and the character and the heart of God, trace the story of Israel through the centuries. And you, won't, you can't help but see the supernatural providence, protection, intervention of God, really in all of his redemptive story of salvation. So in Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place is in Zion. Now, this is an ancient Israelite celebrating the presence of God in dark times. How do we take this to the 21st century? Well, today, if you're a believer, you are the presence of God. He is in you like he was in Zion and in Jerusalem. In you, his name is great. Through you, his name is great. And we live to magnify him. So let's do that this weekend. Happy Friday, happy Easter. Hope to see you Sunday, tonight, and if not, on Monday.